Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. This episode is all about small group communication and how we emotioneer small group communication because it is very different between having a one-to-one conversation with somebody and having group communication. And the reason for that is that it's it's more tricky than we actually realize is because there's a lot going on between three to 20 individuals is classed as kind of small group communication but there's going to be social anxiety people have challenges with public speaking and they can often occur much more when we move into group communication so who are we communicating with when it comes to group communication we tend to have three different circles so we'll have our friend groups We'll have our family groups and then we'll have our work groups as well. Now, depending on the circumstances and your relationships with people within that group, that will determine the level of anxiety that that group communication or that uh, social event may bring up. And therefore, you could have many different interpretations of how something's going to go versus how it turns out in reality. And there may be due to your relationships with certain people in that those types of groups, there may be some uh, kind of challenges in the way that we communicate ourselves, uh, depending on how they also communicate. The challenges that could come up within small group communication are, firstly, two people is very specific to each other's responses. It's a much more intimate (laughs) conversation you're very specific and the feedback can be very specific because it's only you and them when you have more people that's when it starts to become a little bit more challenging having prior understanding of the objectives if any and the culture if you don't know much about the culture of that particular group how they communicate with each other and what the aim of the meeting is, is it to have fun? Is it actually a work project? Do you have outcomes because of it? Then it's going to determine what types of challenges may come up in that circumstance. As I was mentioning earlier, the other challenge is that feedback is never given one-on-one, which may actually make other people feel uncomfortable. Think about a time when you've been in a small group and somebody has expressed that they're unhappy with another member of the group and everybody else is sort of like, oh, this is awkward. You know, this is not a conversation I want to be part of. Maybe they're getting quite direct to each other when actually that could take place 
separate to the group or on a private basis. So the feedback, and I'll make recommendations later on this, if it's quite direct feedback, uh, then I would suggest that it's done away from the group and to allow other people to express themselves, other people to say how they feel. But if it is kind of in causing potential animosity with the other person, those conversations uh, can cause big impact when you're in a group setting, right? Think about arguments that could come up, things like that. And another part to this is the mutual understanding in a group is the aim. Now, mutual understanding is also less likely, right, in a group. You're much more likely to have mutual understanding when there's two people and you have a strong relationship. When we bring somebody else into the conversation, they may not agree. So the more people that are in the group, the less likely there is going to be 100% agreement on a certain topic. You're looking for sort of 70% to 80%, especially in the workplace. If you're looking to create, you know, new processes, procedures, come up with some new idea, then not everyone is going to agree. And that's okay. All of these things can create emotional circumstances. We are really emotioneering around the topic of small group communication. And everyone's ideas need consideration, right? Everybody's input is valid, whether it's used, it's to understand where it's coming from, what are the reasons for that. And all of these things that I'm talking about right now come under the topic of politics. Yes, it's not just for politicians. Politics is about resources, skills, status, ego, trust, right? Politics is about group uh, communication, group understanding and decision making, group decision making, essentially, where are we all going to go for food? What are we going to do about this new project that we're launching for work? Uh, how do we feel about so-and-so, so-and-so moving away for work or whatever it may be? The, the politics that come up can therefore cause much more of an emotional response and that's where things became a little bit more tricky. And I did mention trust, right? When we're in small group communication, if you do not trust the people within that group or trust them enough, then you're not always going to express yourself or tell people really what's on your mind uh, from an emotional support perspective or from a given ideas and suggestions. So it's about trusting people enough. And when we're in maybe the workplace, and we haven't got necessarily strong relationships with everyone or, or the majority of the people that are there, that's when that can come up. Or if we're not feeling confident in ourselves and feeling like we've got um, the, the courage to, to say the things that we want to say or to express ourselves. I'll tell you a little bit of a story on this. So I have a friend and they have lots of friends, <laughs> but we're part of different groups of friends so you may relate to this right I've got sort of friends that I've had for years I've got friends that I've met in the workplace of somewhere that maybe I used to it before and you you kind of have different groups and every different group has a different culture and a different understanding of each other and how they've ended up being together right so we've got then we've got couples groups and all sorts of things but I have this particular friend and I absolutely love her dearly what she does 
is looks at all of the different friends that she has in all the different groups and arranges one or, or aims to arrange one big meeting or session and invites everybody from all of the different groups, which on one hand is great because what she's saying is, is that you're all my friends. I want you all to come and do this particular thing. I mean, we're talking up to around about 20 people here, right? Whereas actually the cultures that we have as we get a little bit older and the friend groups that we have may be only up to sort of five or six that we have as kind of close friends you may have more again this is just my understanding and my perspective it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's true to you okay if you're listening to this but but anyway this is this is my reality right so I have friends maybe I have sort of like up to about four or five in in different circles of of friends and we've like I was saying, you know, got to know each other, built relationships around a common theme, around a set of circumstances. And when this particular friend invites everybody together, then of course, there's going to be more politics, there's going to be more challenges. And the reason for that is that we're not all part of the same friend group. And it causes anxiety, especially in myself. I mean, I'm not... um, comfortable in certain circumstances and that's because what I want to do is be able to express myself and be me right when I go out with my friends and I have maybe a couple of glasses of wine or I start to relax I want to be me and I can always be me I can be me whenever I want to be but depending on who you're with will determine how comfortable you feel to do that right that that is just a part of life so for me I tend to unfortunately say that I'm not going to go a lot of the time and and some people might listening to this might think oh well you should not go to me time is precious I want to spend time with people that I really want to spend time with right we have many other different dynamics in workplaces um, you know business partnerships we have to look at is this ultimately somewhere where I want to go and the people that I want to spend time with because to her, she wants to spend time with everybody that she invited, right? But everybody that she's invited doesn't necessarily want to spend time with everybody that she has invited. And I, I think she finds this a quite um, an interesting topic. But anyway, again, I'm just speaking from, from my perspective. To me, I would rather spend time with her and maybe one other person. I'd rather go out for dinner. I'd rather have more of a, a meaningful conversation. And I, as we get older, we many of us do start to do that. So I just wanted to share that story because I think it's interesting how we have different dynamics in our social groups and, and the people that we spend time with. But it is ultimately very much down to culture. It's the culture of the group. So inviting people from many different groups, it, the group itself or the culture doesn't necessarily have an identity. So that's as in that particular circumstance and that particular story that I was sharing, that is what is happening. So what is the culture of a group? Well, a culture of a group is about one set of values, behaviors, symbols, terms that may be meaningless or actually unacceptable to another group of people. Right. And when you're more emotionally intelligent, you start to understand that you start to understand why different groups and the different things that happen within the group can cause more anxiety, more distress. Or actually, (laughs) if they're all centered around the right values, they can actually make you feel great. You really want to spend time with people. You have meaningful interactions and you absolutely love it because you feel included. You feel like you're part of what is going on. So everything that we do contributes to the culture of a group. It's a feeling. Oh, yes, those emotions 
are there. It is very much a feeling when you're part of a group and you want to feel that inclusion. And I'm going to bring that up. It's about finding your tribe. People say this a lot. It's about finding you, the people that agree with what you agree with, the people that have similar values to you. And that's not to say that you can't get on with other people that don't, but it, it is about spending your time and, and understanding how different people interact, right? Inclusion. This is what is important about group communication and small group communication between three to 20 people. Being invited to the party is one thing. Being invited to dance is something completely different. And many people can identify with that. Not just inviting someone for the sake of it or because you have to. Are we really including that person? Inclusion is so important. It's also important to look at the balance of the people that are talking within the group. Are there people that are staying a little bit more quiet? Why is that happening? Maybe there's a little bit of, um, you know, understanding to be done of why that's happening. Are other people being ignored or not allowed to speak because maybe there's more dominant personalities in that group? These things can be happening. A lot of what is happening in terms of our emotioneering and the things that we say in our head before we go into a group setting or whilst we're in a group setting, maybe am I going to fit in? Will I be liked? Will people understand me? Will I get on with them? And whilst people will say, oh, screw what other people think, that, that's not true because we want to have meaningful relationships in life and we want to find where we belong, that sense of belonging, that sense of inclusion. We, we definitely want to belong. So it's important to ask these questions. But if you're not feeling comfortable and you're coming away from group interactions, feeling kind of really let down, disappointed, you know, frustrated, then maybe that is not the group for you. Or it's about expressing yourself and saying and understanding why you feel that way, right? I talked about ego before. Is it part of something that is going on with you and your interpretations and your understanding? Or is it actually to do with others? Very interesting and very important to, to figure that out. Go back to the episode that I've released that is based on the ego and start to ask yourself some of those questions, because that can also be a barrier to building relationships. It may not be, though. You may be very self-aware and understand what other people are doing. And you're aiming to find a way to kind of um, fit in in that circumstance. If it's a work circumstance, it's not not a case of you not being there unless you were to leave or go and find another company or another job. So there are ways to improve the way that we communicate with others so that we can build better relationships in the workplace and have better teamwork. Uh, same with family, right? It's not often about getting away from it. Whereas friends, it, we tend to edit our friends as we get older. That's that's what we do. It's just part of humans. Uh, and from what I've seen and what I've researched, many people do this. You may not. And that's OK as well. But it, it's just uncovering this type of topic. So how so. How can we improve small group communication? Well, firstly, establish a foundation first, right? If you're invited somewhere new or part of a new group, then you're in someone else's house, essentially. Whoever's organized it, you're in someone else's house. That's the way you want to think about it. You're not going to put your slippers on and put your feet under the table and expect dinner straight away. <laughs> it's about really understanding, being humble to the fact that you're somewhere that you haven't been before and build relationships first 
start thinking about the commonalities you know appreciating the people that are there understanding the culture a little bit and just observing to begin with before sort of starting to to give input secondly avoid making quick assumptions we talked about assumptions remember our interpretations are not always accurate they're just not they're not always accurate at all and they can get us in a little bit of hot water so it's about having that self-awareness thirdly as i was talking about earlier improving your emotional intelligence manage your emotions and the emotions of others in group communication this is vital to be able to do that to know to have the empathy and the compassion for other people and understand how to deliver a message or to convey your opinion without potentially offending everybody within the group number four we are not always going to agree there are going to be people that are not going to agree with you and that's okay it's not about everybody agreeing and everybody getting on the bus it's about being able to express yourself in a way that doesn't hurt other people but also understand that there are going to be some people that will agree and some people that won't and that's okay but understand that that we're not aiming for a hundred percent agreement right number five include everybody I talked about that inclusion, ensuring that everybody gets heard, everybody gives a a point of view, everybody shares their story, right? Look at Clubhouse. I'm recording this live on Clubhouse at the moment. Include people. If you're going to open up a stage and you're going to allow people up, allow them adequate time to be able to express themselves. Number six, correction, any sort of reprimand, any sort of uh, feedback that you want to give someone that's a direct feedback of maybe what they're doing. I would suggest it's done aside from the group. If it's a general observation or it's something that is not so specific to an individual person, then I would do that separately because nobody wants to be humiliated, embarrassed, or to made to feel bad in front of other people that can be really damaging to a sense of belonging and that person may be a valued member of the team so be mindful how you're communicating a certain message does it really need to be said there and then or could you have a side conversation one-to-one separately i praise in public feedback in private that's my suggestion and it really helps other people to enjoy the the group communication as well and it, it really helps to settle the emotions of what is going on and number seven be aware of peer pressure so seven things that you can do to improve small group communication be aware of peer pressure don't just do things because other people want to do it yes i agree it's about balance and but it's about looking at the reasons for things but if these things are going to be at the detriment of your life it's going to be hurting other people in your life it's causing you risk or harm then be aware that peer pressure happens make sure that your values are aligned when you make those decisions and if it's not for you then that's okay and just you, you have to be able to trust the people that you're with. And if they make you feel bad for not getting involved in risky situations or things that could cause others harm or yourself harm, then maybe they're not the group of people for you. <laughs> I feel like I've left out a bit of a mic drop. But that, that those are the things that are happening in small group. group blah, 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 blah. 
those are the things that are happening in small group, <laughs> I can't say group communication today. I think it's my hay fever that is causing this to happen. Those are the things that can happen within small group communication. I hope I've given you some food for thought on this and you can start to improve them from today. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, Has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. (laughs) Have a great day and ciao for now.